Hello and welcome back to Bums Breakdown. Today we're going to be doing a Detroit City preview for this weekend, March 11th. The season is finally back underway and as always we're joined by Dylan. Dylan, how excited are you for the season to finally be back? Max, I am very, very, very excited. It is good to be back. I am going to be there early for setup. I'm just, it's, uh, I can't wait to soak it all in. Yeah, it's exciting times and again, the the off season felt like it went forever, but I'm, I'm glad to be uh Hopefully, much the thicker things once more. We'll go do go through a quick kind of history of Detroit City here. Obviously, Detroit is the, only the second season in the USL. I know they were previously in Nisa. Um, I know you've got a bit, for, bit more information though. Kind of, can you run us down a, a quick brief history of Detroit City, please? Yeah, sure. I thought it would be good to get into their history a little bit. Um, first of all, because this was the first time we'll ever be playing this club, despite them existing uh, for over a decade now. Um, and uh, I just think they're a really neat story in uh, lower leagues U.S. soccer. Um, but so just to do like a brief recap, they were founded in 2012 um, by five Detroit residents who I think are still involved with the club in some capacity, but maybe not quite uh, in the same capacity they were originally. Um, I couldn't find much details beyond that, uh, but it kind of makes it sound like it was like a pub back of napkin kind of deal. So I'm going to choose to believe that unless somebody corrects me. Um, they played in uh, the Amateur League's fourth tier uh, National Premier Soccer League, I think is what it stands for, NPSL, um, for seven years from 2012 to 2019. Um, they had a lot of success there. They made the playoffs uh, every year or almost every year, um, and they were two-time winners of the NPSL Great Lakes region. And in 2017, they actually made the national semifinals where they lost on penalties. Um, And then in 2019, the club announced that they were going professional um, and joined NISA. Uh, And the 2020 season obviously was broken up for reasons. Um, But NISA did end up having a spring and or a fall 2020 spring 21 season, both of which were won by Detroit City. Um, And then NISA's more full 2021 season was also won by Detroit City. Um, So they uh, have a rich history of success. um, And then they joined USL in 2022 um, and made the playoffs in their first year there. Um, But we'll get more into last season for Detroit um, in a bit. Um, but yeah, that's a bit of the brief history of the club. Um, do you, you know, Max, do you have anything you wanted to add to that? I mean, obviously they, they, I mean, the fact that it's only the second season in the USL, but like I said, they've been around for a long time. Again, I think one of the kind of main talking points about Detroit City is their fans, really. They're, mm-hmm. they're, Absolutely. they're loud fans. They love the team. Um, and I know there's been some talk about MLS too. Obviously, I know everyone knows about the San Diego, Las Vegas, but I know Detroit's been chucked around a few times there as well. But I know a number of their fans really aren't too keen on that. I mean, unless the actual their team goes through as Detroit City. So obviously some interesting stuff there, but obviously I know their fans are pretty, I mean, their loyalists can be. And obviously I know we are the San Diego loyal, but Detroit City, possibly some of the, the best fans in the league, I'd have to say. Um, but I know obviously you want to talk a bit on their manager as well. Obviously the manager, um, another guy from England. So he, he must know what he's, uh, must know what he's doing, but kind of, can you give us a quick little breakdown on their manager, please? Yeah, for sure. So I um, I wanted to talk about Trevor James a little bit because I think like Detroit City, he represents a good story in the development of lower league soccer in the United States. Um, he worked as an assistant manager at LA Galaxy uh, from 2006 to 2010. 
then as an assistant at the Portland Timbers from 2010 to 2012. Um, he then worked as a scout for the Chicago Fire for a couple of years before being an assistant manager at Indy 11 for a couple of years. Um, the thing that really fascinated me about his story, other than um, the fact that I think he's a good manager, uh, was that he joined Detroit City in 2019 when they were still an amateur club. Um, and he won their region that year. Um, and then he took them into professional leagues and won every single thing they entered there. Um, and then took them into the USL and made the playoffs. And they honestly probably could have even gotten a home game um, if they hadn't kind of fallen off a bit there in the middle of the season. Um, so I just think Trevor James um, is clearly a good manager. Um, he's managed to do it at every level. He's done it so far. And the, uh, extremely passionate Detroit City fans you mentioned before. Um, I know he is highly revered by them. Um, I've never seen a Detroit City fan say a bad thing about Trevor James, nor would they have reason to. Um, he is as loyal as their fans seem to be, and he seems like a brilliant guy. Um, we'll touch on this a bit more later, but I, I, one of the things that makes me think he's a really, really good manager is how good Detroit City are in second halves of games. Um, he clearly makes in-game tactical adjustments, um, at a very high level. So uh, I think he's a great manager and I just love the the story of kind of, you know, putting in the time as an assistant and then rising through the ranks uh, from amateur to professional. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I wouldn't say an underdog story, but again, he's put his time in. He's kind of earned his position and mm -hmm. he's been with Detroit City kind of moving through the professional ranks and to get them where they are now, obviously, goes to show how good of a manager he is. And like he touched on there, hopefully this Saturday doesn't make too many good tactical decisions throughout the game and too many good subs that may kind of uh, adjust the game. But we'll uh, we'll see how the, this Saturday goes. And kind of want to go over kind of how they did the last season. They ended up finishing seventh in their first season in the USL, ended up losing 3-1 to Memphis in the first round of the playoffs. And then uh, they lost in the US Open Cup round of 32 to Louisville on penalties. Again, everyone knows how good of a team Louisville City are as well. And did actually go ahead and beat Columbus Crew uh, in the previous round as well. So a good little run for them as well. But Kind of, I know you touched on a bit. Kind of last season, do you think last season seventh was there where they should have finished? I mean, I know you mentioned they could have got a home playoff game. I mean, could they have gone even higher? Yeah, I do think they could have. Um, they they had a, a bit of a rough patch for a while there during the season. I think probably late summertime. Um, I would have to look to be certain about that. But uh, and and I know that they had a lot of games that probably could have been wins, but ended as draws. Um, so I think that while seventh was not an unfair place for them to finish in the, the East, um, I do think that it also would not have been unfair for them to finish fourth. Um, so I think they're, they were a really strong team last year with a really solid defensive base. Um, there's obviously been some big changes for them personnel wise this year. Um, but I would expect them to continue to be a tough team to beat if nothing else. Yeah, I think obviously we'll, we'll go into the tactics and stuff there too. But again, defensively, they're a, they're a very, very solid team. We'll go into the kind of the off-season kind of signings and changes for them. Obviously, they lost uh, Hoppernot. I think I'm, I don't know how to pronounce it perfectly, probably. Um, again, was the assist leader in USL. Then lost Declan Wynn too. I think the nearly 20 assists between them. Declan Wynn, obviously, one of the best fullbacks in the league. And Hoppernot, obviously, a great attacking threat for them. I think those would be two big misses. And I know... They've tried to replace them. Obviously, they brought in Bill Hard from USL League One, won the league with Tormenta um, and was a comeback player of the year and added in Skage Simonson, who uh, got eight assists for Luden, who, again, will probably be the hop not replacement. Um, but I think Simonson probably will be one of the key players come this weekend. And last year, they were predicted to finish eighth in the Eastern Conference, um, 
from USL Tactics. Obviously, going over their kind of additions and players have lost in the, in the off-season, do you think that'll affect them too much coming into this season? you think they've kind of lost a lot of talent? They've kind of kept the same kind of level? Yeah, I, I'll, truth be told, I, I did not pay that close of attention to League One last year. Um, I kept up on results, but wasn't that familiar with you know players and performances. Um, I do know that the people who seem to know what they're talking about uh, rate these two guys, Bill Hart and Simonson, very highly. So I think that they absolutely uh, will be able to adjust and you know maybe not um, replace guys like Hovano and Win, but um, be able to get some goals because I do I do think that while this team will be as solid defensively as they were last year, they've managed to maintain, I think, the entire same defensive unit. Um, I do have some questions about where the goals come, will come from. Um, as you alluded to, nearly 20 assists between Hoveno and Wynn, um, and they also lost uh, Pato Botello Faz was eight goals for them. Um, I think, you know, they scored 30-something goals last year, so that's not an insignificant amount. So um, I think uh, the question for them going forward this year will be uh, where are the goals going to come from? And obviously, I know they're very defensively solid. Obviously, there are a lot of games last season finished like 1-0, 1-1, 2-1, a lot of kind of close games. Right, right. And then we'll kind of go into the kind of how how they're going to line up and their tactics. Primarily, I mean, it's going to be a very close matchup. Again, they play with kind of a, a three-back going into a five-back in defense. Um, basically, from what I've seen is uh, the defense is, the, the system is defense first, sinking into a five before springing forth to right down the flanks, which, again, is again is pretty similar to us, like you mentioned previously there, too. They've kept their back three from last season. Uh, goalkeeper, Stan Washer, um, I know we spoke about before as well, potentially favorite for goalkeeper of the year. Whether again, if if your goalkeeper's getting goalkeeper of the year, is either because again he's an amazing keeper or he's having a lot of shots to deal with. Um, so it's not always uh, the best thing to be up for. Yeah. Um, and then Maxi Rodriguez in the middle, I think, will be uh, one of their key players. And obviously, got Simmonson coming in from their attack. I think could be a a key player from this season. Anywhere else in the pitch that you think that? Tactically wise, they'll they'll do well. Um, I I first I want to issue a correction. Uh, Detroit City scored forty four goals last year, so I don't want to get slayed in the comments. Um, forty four goals, eight is still not an insignificant number. Um, yeah, the only I think you pretty much hit it the nail on the head there. Uh, I think Steinwasher is going to be their big player. Simonson coming in, trying to create in offense. Um, Maxi Rodriguez, like you said, I think is a guy who makes them tick both in offense and defense. Uh, definitely the heartbeat of their team. I think that will be an interesting battle on the field in the opening game. Um, the only other player I would look to highlight for them uh, for this season uh, is Devin Amu Mensa, who I think will be injured actually um, for this opening game this Saturday. But uh, he really blossomed last season. Um, I know he was a favorite of USL Tactics, John Morrissey. Um, and I expect big things from him this year once he's healthy and kicking again. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you. Other than that, you pretty much covered it. And obviously, we've got like a, a predicted lineup for them this season. Uh, obviously, a movement uh, more than likely will come back into the team. But I've got here obviously Stan Washer in goal, back three are Brian, Carroll, and Lewis. Obviously, those back three are coming from last season as well. Four backs on the right, probably more than likely Williams on the left, Goddard, and then we've got Rodriguez Diop in the middle. Obviously, they're going to be playing a we think a, a three four one two, Ruts in that kind of attacking midfield role, and then Simmonson and Matthews being those front two. Simmonson more than likely kind of being a, a shadow striker playing off the playing off of Matthews, 
And from what I've seen, again, he likes to get in those kind of little gaps in between the uh, defensive midfield. So I think Simerson will be definitely one to watch out for there. Moving on to, finally, our team, Sandy Galoyal, going to be predicting our starting eleven. Again, we are missing... We were missing three players from the uh, last game of the season through red cards, which I can't remember the last time I saw a game where my own team got three red cards. But we've, uh, I wouldn't say luckily, we've shipped one off um, up the road to uh, a team that I don't like to mention too much. But apart from that, obviously, we're missing Stoneman and Guido. For our starting 11, do you, do you really think too much changes from kind of last season? No, I don't think so. Um, I think, you know, with Stoneman out, I think it's most likely that we see um, Jackson step in, or Simba, excuse me. Um, but, uh, and then with Guido out, I think we can reasonably expect that we'll see Corona, Charlie, and uh, Colin in the midfield. Um, I think, uh, like we alluded to in our last episode, the pre- season preview, I, I think um, Conway and Toomey up top is a pretty safe bet at this point. Yeah, so, but, I mean, basically we've got here Koke, Koke in goal, back three, Carl uh, Adams, Akon, and then Simba. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick Moon probably more than likely on the left. I know Elijah knows probably switch around the season, but Elijah Moon on, as fullbacks, midfield three of Corona, Charlie Adams, and Colin Martin, and then uh, Toomey and Conway up top. And obviously I know we mentioned previously too that those midfield three spots are going to be tough to kind of fight between, but having one, of, having one of those guys suspended, I guess, makes it a little bit easier to uh, predict that midfield three. And then moving on to kind of key matchups on the field, where do you think is going to be kind of areas that if we win those battles that we should do well in the game? I think the two big areas to look at are going to be the wingbacks. Um, both teams play uh, like kind of a 3-5-2 sort of setup. Um, and so, you know, it, will Elijah and Moon be able to push their wingbacks back and kind of contain them and do what we need to do on the offense? Um so that will be a good battle to watch. I expect that'll be fun. And then also in the midfield, um, who will be able to run things? Will it be Maxi Rodriguez uh, kind of keeping things ticking for Detroit City? Or will it be, uh, you know, Charlie and Corona and Colin kind of keeping things moving for us? Um, I expect that being at home, we'll have a lot of the ball. Uh, but uh, I think the midfield is definitely going to be an important battle. Yeah, I think we, if we can break them down early enough, I think we we should be good. My only kind of issue, I think, is that, again, they've got the kind of likes of Max Rodriguez kind of pulling strings in the middle. I don't know too much who's going to be out of our midf- midfield three. He's going to be the attacking threat. Obviously, losing Guido in there is a is a huge loss, and I don't think any of the three we have possibly starting is a is a Guido replacement. So it'll be no. uh, interesting to see kind of how that looks in the midfield. But again, like you mentioned there, the fullbacks are going to be a, a key area, again, both playing essentially a 3-5-2. Um, and really, I think whoever gets the first goal, I think if Detroit get an early goal, they'll probably sit in, defend most of the game. But I think hopefully if we get a goal, it should open them up more um, and have a bit more of a, a free-flowing game. And then to wrap things up here, predictions for the game. Obviously, uh, I want to score. And then potentially, who do you think is going to score? Uh, so I have gone 3-1 to one San Diego for my prediction, which I am acknowledging is very optimistic. Um, I think... Detroit City, like we've said, are a super solid defensive team. And as I alluded to when I was talking about Trevor James, I think he's excellent at making in-game tactical adjustments. So I do think if we're able to score early, um, we might have a lot of joy getting into some open space and a more open game. But if uh, we get into a second half nil-nil, 1-1 grind fest, 
um i do i will i will be shitting it a little bit um so i uh i'm gonna go three one uh but i think two ones maybe a little more realistic but i'm gonna go optimistic and say three one goals from conway uh Toomey and ebby on a corner okay and uh, any predictions for the detroit city scorer or is that going too far <laughs> um let's go uh let's i let's go maxi rodriguez on a penalty okay uh i'm gonna again go with the or the safer bet i had down here 2-1 i think again it's gonna be a close game if we can get the early goal i think it may open up more may get more goals but i don't really want to get carried away for uh the first game of the season but i'm going 2-1 i'm going with conway again who i think hopefully again has a as a breakout year for us in the usl and then uh, my other goal, I'm going to go with a, a Nick Moon cut inside. Uh, Very nice. I would corner. love that. And then I do think Simpson, I think Simpson gets grabs a goal for them. I think he'll be he'll be key for them in the in the, in the game. And obviously, I know Max Rodriguez hopefully doesn't get a goal and it stays 2-1, but no doubt will be uh, will be a close game. Um, but any, anything else looking forward to this game? Just, I guess, just looking forward to be back. Yeah, I'm just mostly excited to be back. But I think always, um, and you know, we'll get into this in future shows. But I, a new season always brings new tactical ideas and new approaches to the game. And I think it'll be fun to see uh, what kind of stuff Nate Miller comes up with to keep everyone on their toes. Yeah, and I'm I'm really looking forward to. It. I think obviously in future episodes too, we're going to break down obviously more how we play, try and get in game footage. So it's tough to kind of go off preseason last season. So uh, we'll see how this goes. But I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Get any shows underway. Um, and again, we will be releasing these kind of before every single game we play this season. And then also the next episode to be on the lookout for will be the post-game show, which we'll be recording right after the Detroit City game. Um, hopefully in a, in a good mood, but we will uh, see yes. you guys very soon.